Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. In today's podcast, I'm going to talk about something that helped, has helped me so much. And that is the one thing to do when you feel that you're about to lose your cool with your kids or your child. I tell you, this has come out of my own experience as a mom of four. Okay, they're all adults now, but even still, my adult children come sometimes can make me lose my cool and I still use this, this system and this technique that I'm going to walk through with you on this podcast today that's going to help you. Now, I've got a book coming out. I'm sure you've heard by now. If you've been listening to me, coming out on August 8th called How to Help You Help Your Child Clean Up Their Mental Mess. So it's how to help you as a parent, teacher, caregiver, whatever, help you help your child manage mental health. And I've literally got my pen marked with an example in here of what I'm going to talk about today. And, you know, this has come out of parenting experience, clinical experience, clinical application and research. So this book is hands-on. It's easy to read. It's full of practical stuff. I'm finding myself constantly looking back at this thing and thinking, hey, that was a good thing to say. I remember doing that. And, you know, so really, I think it's going to help you a lot. We also have a little Brainy toy. And throughout this book, I've got all this little cartoon that I created called Brainy. And it's beautifully illustrated by an amazing artist. And we've got the little Brainy toy. We've got a coloring book. With the brainy character in the coloring book, all as your sort of mental health toolkit for your child. And we know mental health is really a challenge and we've been it's been handled so badly. We can't just label our children and you know, diagnose and label them. We have to help them manage through issues. But today I'm going to talk about how can the one thing you can do that can help you not lose your cool or when you're about to lose your cool with your kids. And I know I have a whole lot of thoughts going through my head of, of examples, and I'm sure you have too. Okay, so first of all, I'm going to give you like the big picture, and then we'll do an exercise together. So the first thing is when you when your kids do something, and or your child, your kid, your child, children, if you have multiple or one, do something that really triggers you, and you're about to lose your cool, your brain, mind, body, psychoneurobiology is going to get chaotic. So in other words, that means that you're, you're going to be your messy mind, which doesn't think with the best clarity, which is a total normal part of us, but it ne needs to always be managed by the wise mind. But in that moment when you trigger it, the messy mind is dominant. So all you can literally see is that situation. It's that shouting, it's that sibling fighting, it's what that child has said or done. It's that situation and all you can see is this messiness. And all you can see is this chaos and, and you just feel your whole body responding, okay? What we have to do immediately is calm down our psychoneurobiology, our mind-brain-body connection. Messy mind means chaos in the brain, which means neurochemicals all out of sync, the wrong ones flowing at the wrong time. You're going to have a massive amount of energy flowing through your brain from the it's from the situation that your mind's put into your brain that's triggering and creating like a tsunami in your brain. This is going to affect the electromagnetic the electromagnetic effect of the brain. So your your other um, your 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 physics goes wrong. Your the energy levels, the neurochemistry, the electro electrochemical reactions in your brain. Everything's going like chaotic. Obviously, there's different degrees. 
that then sends a message to your hypothalamic pituitary axis so your stress starts moving into a toxic state so instead of your stress axis working for you and helping you have clarity of mind it's working against you your cardiovascular system is activated so your heart's palpitating and there's a link between the frontal lobe and your heart like a little loop for want of a simple explanation that is like a feedback loop and that's a great part when we are self-regulating that becomes very active in helping us to sort of observe and function observe ourselves and self-regulate our responses and regulate how we are our bodies functioning that is masked there's a whole lot of genetic things that are happening oh it's very 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 fast your endocrine system has responded. Your even your breathing, how you you know your oxygen levels would have changed. You will have a drop in oxygen at the front of your brain. The blood flow through your brain changes, and all in the negative. So when you triggered, and obviously you know I'm describing quite an extreme state. This is obviously on a scale. If it's a huge trigger, then you have huge responses, and vice versa. But either way, whatever level it's going to create this con- this complete physiological change in your body, in your brain, neuro-, neuro change in your brain, neurophysiological change in your brain, and in your mind. So mind-brain-body connection is in chaos. In that state, you're not operating in wisdom. You are not operating in your wise mind. And the chances of you saying something or doing something that you will regret has increased by 100%. So the one thing to do when you're losing your cool is the following. Get your neurophysiology under control first. Get yourself in a state where you actually have got the messy mind under control as well as the brain and the body. And you can do that in 10 seconds. Okay. And if it's really bad, you can do multiple cycles of 10 seconds. And I'll tell you exactly what to do and we'll do it together. And those, uh, if you, like six to nine Time so sixty to ninety seconds, you can get your neurophysiology your neurophysiology back under control. So if it's a little thing, ten seconds works, and you can just add the sort of ten seconds on per how you know challenging the situation is. What this will do is it's a form of brain preparation, and it is a, it's called a ten second pause, and it's a form of brain preparation. It's preparing your brain to calm down, and. It's your mind doing it. So it's a, basically a mind-brain-body preparation to prepare yourself to do wise work, to respond in the correct way. And it calms down your neurophysiology. So it's going to increase oxygen to the front of your brain. It's going to, and you'll feel that immediately, it's going to balance the blood flow and increase the blood flow to the front of your brain. It's going to calm down the tsunami energy in your brain and turn it into you know, more manageable waves of energy in your brain. It's going to get the two sides of the brain working together. It's going to calm down the response in places like the amygdala in the brain. It's going to increase the connection. The, the, it's going to activate that and unmask that loop between the heart and the frontal lobe of the brain, which is then helps to, for you to sort of see things with more clarity. It's going to calm down your HPA axis, your hypothalamic pituitary axis, so the right amounts of adrenaline, cortisol, adrenaline, and the various different ACTH, various different types of chemicals are flowing. That's going to send a message to your endocrine system, your cardiovascular system, your, your respiratory system. Literally every system in your body will then start calming down. And it happens as fast as you can get triggered 
this can help you. And there's many other things, but this I have found foolproof. And I practice it so often that it helps me so much. And I've used it not just in situations of calming down, you know, cooling down before I respond. I've used it in other situations as well. But really, this is like a foolproof way of cooling down. Okay, so this is what you're going to do. Good old-fashioned breathing, but done in a very specific way. You're going to breathe in for three counts, but I want you to put your hand on your stomach. And when you breathe, you really breathe a deep, noisy breath in. So it's... And your whole stomach is like filled with oxygen. And your children might think that you know that you like that that's like an anger response, but you can just once they understand what you're doing and you teach them this too, because they could also, you know, do the same thing so they can calm themselves down. So it can be a collaborative effort and you can all help each other calm down. So it's deep breath in for three. So in two, three. Two, three, and you hold for a little bit, and then you Force it out for seven counts, but like a noisy, push it, okay? I'm going to count and I want you to do it with me. So you're going to breathe in and out. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, so I was talking and breathing at the same time. So now I'm just going to count for you. Breathe in, two, three, out. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Again, breathe in, two, three, now out, forcefully, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Do it again, in, two, three, out, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, I don't know if you're really feeling heady. You can do it two ways, as you can see, heady because of the oxygen going into your brain, but you can do it two ways. As I counted one, I counted in two, three, and then I counted four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Or you can do in two, three, and then you can count one out two, three, four, five, six, seven. So you can say in two, three, out three, four. Sorry, in two, three, out four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. In two, three, out four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Or you can go. In, two, three, or you can just go one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Whatever comes out the easiest. Make sure it's ten seconds. And the ten seconds is quite slow. The last I counted a little bit fast. The speed is going to be in, two, three, out, four, Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, I've done it a few times, but if you've been breathing with me this whole time, you're going to feel like almost high, like almost floaty. But that has done all those wonderful things to calm your, down your neurophysiology so that you can get yourself into a mental space where you can actually get your messy mind under control and you can start tapping into the depths of your wise mind so that you can then assess the situation and formulate the correct response, which may be not to give any response. It may just be, hey, guys, before we deal with this, all of us are going to take some time out. Let's just for a moment sit quietly and breathe a few more times and not just talk for a few seconds. And in, in a few moments, we'll talk. If necessary, maybe you need to just move to different parts of the room. Don't send them off to their rooms because it's not resolved. Don't do that because that creates the wrong kind of thinking inside of themselves. It's just for that moment, you're going to create some mental space and maybe just even turn your backs to each other for a moment 
Will you calm down? Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Okay, so once you've breathed, this, is, this has got your neurophysiology under control, your psychoneurobiology under control. If you need to breathe one 10-second pause, or three, or five, or six Nine is kind of the sweet spot, 90 seconds, but you may not have 90 seconds because of what's going on in front of you. You may only have time to breathe one second, one 10 second pause because you've got to separate kids because maybe they're fighting or something like that. So you might have to be breathing in and grabbing those kids' hands at the same time if if you've got to separate children or whatever the circumstance is. Okay, so that works brilliantly. Now that's something that you can do and practice as often as you can. I mean, the other day I was driving somewhere, and this is unrelated to keeping your cool. I was driving somewhere, and it had been a really long day, and we still had a couple of hours to drive, and my husband had fallen asleep in the car, and I was starting to get so tired because it had been a very intense day, and I started getting such a sore stomach because I hadn't eaten all day, which was, I don't know why I didn't do that, but anyway. And I all I could do then was breathe as I was driving to keep myself awake, and I did this 10-second pause literally over and over, took little breaks, and it worked. It really woke me up, sorted out the sore stomach, and I managed to finish driving us all the way home. I mean, that's just a silly example. But this has become something that is just, it's amazing in terms of calming down. If I'm about to get on the stage, I'll do it. But it's, every time I'm under a sort of threat, like a, something that I've got to deal with that's hard, and I feel myself wanting to just explode, I do that. When I don't, I do explode. So... And then when I explode, you know, there's always the consequences. So that's the one thing that you can do. But now that's the preparation to continue and manage a pattern that's potentially occurring. So as a parent, messiness is inevitable. I've done a couple of podcasts on this and messy parenting should be embraced. But once we've done this breathing and got our, got our, you know, as we're about to lose our cool, we've got our breathing going, we've done this, this 10 second pause, we feel more in control. We're not going to lose our cool. We then need to work out, okay, why did I respond like that? Now, you don't have to do that directly with your kids. You can do that separately. You can go through a neurocycle on your own to work out, you know, why you are being triggered in the situation every time and to work out what you can do to build resilience, which will come through the recheck and the active reach and practicing the neurocycle consistently over, over time. You can also... With time permitting, you could do a quick neurocycle with all your kids in that moment, or your all your kids if it's one child or two children or however many. If it's if it works out to, in order to manage the situation, which I highly recommend, and I tell you exactly how to do it in this book. And I mean, in fact, there's I'm going to give you an example in a moment. I'm going to read something out of the book in a moment, and then you could once you've got this sort of pattern of neurocycling going, then you can you you, you can do this on a regular basis, but. If you're being triggered, I, it's really important to find out, you know, what is this consistent trigger? If there's one of your kids or more of your kids that are doing something and you're finding yourself reacting consistently in this way to them, or you maybe your, your, your partner is doing, you notice that they, that they get triggered by the same thing and the same reaction every time, then you could 
tell your partner to do the 10-second pause so they don't lose their cool and then encourage them to do a neurocycle to work out why specifically that is triggering them. Okay, so we don't want to just do the breathing because brain preparation alone is like letting a plane take off and then you don't do anything else and the plane crashes. So if you just do the breathing, it'll calm you down in that moment. But if you don't resolve the underlying issue, which is that pattern or that trigger that's occurring or build your resilience, then that's going to happen again. So every child brings a dynamic to the family that's going to create a bunch of challenges. And the more kids you have, the more dynamics and more challenges. You changing, you've got things happening in your life. So messy parenting is inevitable. So the 10 second pause is going to come in handy all the time. But we, we need to follow the 10 second pause with a sustainable process. And that is the neurocycle. And as I've said, on yourself to find out why in the moment with your actual children to help manage that situation and encouraging even the children to do it on their own or you doing it separately with the children to try and once you've got the neurocycle to calm things down, you do neurocycles to find out the source of the trigger, why it's happening, what you can do to change it so this doesn't become a repeated, that particular thing doesn't become a repeated pattern and then you carry on and then the next thing triggers you and then you work that one out. And it's inevitable it's going to continue. This is a lifestyle. But you don't need the same thing to be triggering. So if it's the same thing all the time triggering you, then it's really important to do the work on yourself to find out why the trigger is there and why you did that and to explain that to your child. Because maybe they didn't even do anything that was, you know, maybe it wasn't a fight or them challenging you about something. It could just be something completely innocent that they did that then triggered triggered you and you lost your cool. Okay, so that's where the neurocycle would come in. So I'm going to tell you two things. The one, the one from the, I just want to read from the book. I, I have a, a story of something like this on page 171. It's about social interactions and the neurocycle. And I say it's basically a little story about how you can use the neurocycle at any point, you know, in any one moment in the need of if something arises. So it doesn't have to be, complicated you can use it you can the big stuff you can sit down and have a specific neurocycle time but if as these things happen in the moment the neurocycle is how you get your wise mind or messy mind listening to your wise mind putting the right energy through the brain getting the neural networks under control and getting your body under control so that you can say the right thing do the right thing you know show up in the right way get things under control get wisdom into the situation Okay, so it's a mind-driven neuroplasticity system that can be used for big stuff and then also in the moment. So I have a little story in my book on page 171 of, of a family of five, and, and it's based sort of uh, loosely on, on a combination of stories of, of people. And it's, to visualize it, you've got a mom and dad, their seven-year-old twin girls and their 10-year-old boy. They arrive at a family get-together, and just as they're about to get out of the car, one of the girls, one of the twins starts crying. And the brother, very frustrated because he wants to go inside and play with his cousin's new puppy, starts yelling at him. And then her, she starts crying even louder and her face is going red and splotchy. And, and then she goes from sobbing to screaming that she doesn't want to go inside. And then she said she hates the family and that she won't go in because they will tease her. And she's always, we're telling her she's too skinny and small and wears stupid glasses. And now her twin sister Jane now starts crying. And so this is now a classic situation where you want to lose your cool. And so first thing there is whew, both parents who are starting to now try and deal with this chaos and they want to get inside is to take a deep breath and to do, you know, to do this 10 second pause, breathe in for three and out for seven to do the 10 second pause. But that doesn't happen straight away. So first of all, the parents initially, you know, fairly calmly still try to persuade Chantal that it'll be fun and everyone loves her and it won't be so bad. 
and she looks smarter with her glasses on and tell, they tell her she's still growing. So they give her some logic and reasoning, which was all great stuff. So they calm, they're operating, operating in their wisdom, but then she just keeps screaming and even louder and more upset and wailing and I refuse to go in and hanging on the car door. So now they're losing their cool. And they initially respond, they lose their cool, they respond with raised tones, they say things like, you're embarrassing us, you overreact, the family knows you parked here, and all kinds of things, what's the problem? And then the brother and sister, jump in, sister jumps in and it becomes this whole chaotic thing. And then something happens. Mom remembers the 10-second pause, breathes in for three, out for, out for seven, gets herself under control, and she starts, it could have, I mean, this is just in this situation, could have been anyone in the family who, who did this. So she quickly does a neurocycle on herself. She stops and gathers awareness. Okay, I'm feeling so frustrated. I want to go, I'm frustrated. My body's tense. Warning signals, emotional warning signal. Frust, totally frustrated. Body tense, snapping and shouting at her child, telling, trying to reason with her and getting irritated. Perspective, oh gosh, this is happening again. Okay, quick, takes under 10 seconds. Why am I doing this? Well, this has happened before something's going on but I want to get inside I want to see my family I don't need this now whatever we know why okay visualizing see in third step is to is to write so the first step is to gather when a second is reflect third is to write now she may not have paper and pen in the car and it's in the spot and on the moment so then you just visualize and what she does is kind of stand back and watch the situation like she's watching a movie so she sees herself and her husband getting cross and the three kids and Chantal and whatever and the whole situation so she visualizes quickly this is all can be done literally in like less than 10 seconds once you've got a hang of the sort of sequence the sequence is key going through each of these this is bringing order back into chaos so the breathing and then following with the neurocycle in these very specific steps and then she's she does a quick recheck and say well, okay well this is just going to get out of hand she then rechecks for a moment by trying to see the situation from Chantal's perspective excellent so the recheck is step four it's okay this has happened Chantal's in the state it's chaos you're all mad I'm calmer now I have to calm down enough to calm down Chantal to calm down the family so let me try and see my recheck is, let me, what can I do? I can try and see it from her perspective. I can try and get into Chantal's shoes. Maybe something is going on here that we need to pay attention to, which helps her understand how going inside is a frightening situation for Chantal. Once she does this, she becomes, it becomes easy to move into the act of reach, which is the action, so, which is an action. So she did this reconceptualization, putting herself in her child's shoes, which then calms her down even more. And she then went into an act of reach, which was, okay, get into the backseat, climbs in the backseat, puts her arm around Chantal and said, okay, let's talk about this. You know that feeling you get when you finally find the thing you've been searching for on the internet? After spending hours researching and reading thousands of reviews, you find it, this thing, whatever it is. Think sparkly disco pants, designer dog hoodies, a niche thing from a wood shop in Prague, checks literally all your boxes and it has five stars. Oh, and it arrives in 48 hours. So why is it that you can get the most random, wonderfully reviewed thing from around the world in just two days? But if you want to see a good doctor, it can take forever to get an appointment. Not to mention, how do you know they're even good at what they do? Thankfully, there is a way and it's called ZocDoc, a place to find and book great doctors who actually have amazing reviews, many with appointments available within 24 hours. ZocDoc is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated, patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. 
You can filter specifically for the ones who take your insurance, are located near to you and treat almost any condition you're searching for. I use the app all the time and so should you. It's so helpful, especially when you're in a new town or city. Just go to ZocDoc.com slash leaf and download the ZocDoc app for free and then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash leaf. ZocDoc.com slash leaf. The link and details will be in the show notes. Then they swing to another neurocycle, which is the mom talking, telling Chantal, you know, validating, okay, you feel scared, you don't want to go inside, you're screaming, identifies the four signals. Let's talk about why you're doing this, because, you know, you, you can see it's upsetting everyone. So let's, you know, tell us, let's start talking about why. And then she talks about that kind of leads to the third step where she, in her mind's eye, she starts visualizing the child and she's tells them about how she was teased and all that kind of stuff and talks about a, a situation when it, that she described in the beginning, but she talks about that situation in more detail. She's visualizing it. Everyone starts listening. There's the empathy starting to happen between them, collaboration, etc. And then they recheck together. The whole family of other stages involved saying, okay, well, that's not really nice. That has happened. What can we do? Let's work out a solution. Action, they work out a solution to go inside together. They'll hold her hand. If her, the Cousins start teasing her. She's going to go and call her sister and her brother to help her. That doesn't work. They'll call the adults. Point is, they made a plan. They went through the sequence. They got inside the house. Okay, so there's just an example of something like that that's in the book. And I give so many tips like that of how you can go through these steps to keep your cool. You've got to keep our psychoneurobiology under control. It starts with that breathing. It's the first thing that you do to get that neurophysiology under control. Then you can step into the neurocycle where you can then work through the sequential process that then helps to calm down the neurophysiology even more and find those solutions. How are we going to deal with the situation in this moment? And that can calm down the amount of words and the amount of emotions that are flying all over the place and help you keep your cool. I'll give you one more example of a situation that happened years ago when I wasn't as good as neurocycling as at neurocycling as I am now. It was still in its infancy being developed. Well, it was developed, but I... And I was doing it more with my patients and I didn't apply it enough with myself. And my second daughter was very young and my husband was starting a new business at that stage. And um, I had my practice and I was really busy and I had, you know, two children at that stage and young children. And I was, you know, pretty tired and we were financially stretched. And my daughter said something to me, this little one of not even, I mean, she was probably three or four years old. And she said something that I'd lost my cool. I did not do the second 10 second pause. I reacted really badly. I yelled at her. I got really angry. She was so confused. I just remember her looking up at me with her big eyes and saying, can I go to my room now? And I said, yes, go to your room. And I mean, everything I did wrong. I lost my cool. I did everything wrong. And she ran off to her room and it just hit me what happened. And I remember sitting down and thinking, okay, I really need to do it wasn't called the neurocycle then. It had a different name. It was basically called the met. It had a long, long involved name, but I'll shorten it to the. You know, I use these five steps, and I sat down and thought, "Oh my gosh, look at my reaction. I did this was my emotion. This was my behaviour, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This is you know, why am I doing this? Why did I react so much to that? And I just started, you know, doing a metacog in my journal of, you know. I wrote down my emotions again. I wrote down my behaviors. I wrote down my perspective in that moment. I wrote down my body sensations. I was totally frustrated. My whole body was tense. I yelled and my perspective was, oh no, this is terrible. I thought, well, why is this terrible? 
you know, why am I feeling, you know, why did I have such a reaction? And then I just started pouring thoughts on paper of how, what was going on in my life at that moment with a financial, bit of a financial crisis we were in and things I was worried about. And then so well, what did she say specifically that triggered me? And then I found that and then I said, okay, I did this, it was totally messy, it's okay to be a mess, I've impacted her, I've hurt her, she's young, it's confusing, I can't, you know, this has to be dealt with, what's my action, active reach, I'm going to go sit with her and I'm going to go and apologize to her and explain to her. Did another, that was neurocycle number one, started off with first of all breathing. So I did the three, seven breathing, the 10 second pause, then I went to her room, knocked on the door, asked if I could come in and said, can we breathe together? Mommy's very sorry. And then I said, I've demonstrated the neurocycle. Mommy shouted at you. I was worked up and angry. And I did went through the signals. I said, I'm sorry about, I'm very sorry. I should not have done that. I did that because I was worried about something. And that worry made me say the wrong things. And I shouldn't have done that. So this is now the visualizing. Explain the situation. You said that and I said that. The recheck, I shouldn't have done that. That hurt. This is where it came from. This is what I should have done. I should have just said to you, um, I should have just kind of listened to what you'd said to me and I should have calmly explained to you why that why that, um, why that, that sentence upset me or I should have just, not I shouldn't have got cross with you. You didn't do anything wrong. And I can I can you forgive me? A little action step there, active reach. Can you forgive me? How can I help you? Now tell me how you feel. So I quickly modeled what, what I did wrong and how I handled it and then took her through a neurocycle like how did you feel when mommy shouted at you and walked through the five steps to get to a point where you know big hugs at the end and we forgave each other and I, and whatever so there were three neurocycles done in that time period the whole thing took probably 15 minutes the breathing 10 second was used 10 second pause I did multi, you know, at the beginning of each of the neurocycles and did it multiple times the first time six to nine times the first time because I was really worked up, still and upset. And then when I started telling her, I also felt, phew, going to the room, I felt so guilty. So I did it two or four times. And by the time I did it with her to help her calm down, we did it a couple of times as well. So there we go. There's a couple of examples for you. I explained the 10 second fours in here. I explained lots of other different examples and also how to explain the neurocycle to a child as young as two and three. This book is for, for ages three through 10. And I... No, I wish I had this when I was younger. So I hope this helps you. And I know you're going to love Brainy. And if you and the coloring book creates environments. The, the coloring book has got scenarios that, you know, you could even go to in a situation like that. I could have a picture. I think there's a picture here of a mom getting cross with a child. You know, I could have gone, if I had this sort of thing, I could have gone and said, you know, let's color this in. This is what happened. How did it make you feel? And we could have drawn some pictures on the blank side of the page and, you know, so what I'm trying to give you is a toolbox to help you help your child process. You know, if I just kept quiet and not said anything and not done anything, it would have built up all kinds of confusion in, in my daughter. And I mean, it's, that time I handled it, there's been times that I didn't. But I've had the chance as as she's got older and as they've got older, the times that I didn't fix things up where I didn't sort out the impact of my reactions, that I've had the opportunity to to listen and say sorry and work through a neurocycle and help them deal with the impact as well. Well, I hope this has helped you. And if you haven't yet, go and pre-order this book, How to Help Your Child, my new book, How to Help Your Child Clean Up Their Mental Mess. There's some great pre-order bonuses. You get a big discount on Brainy and the coloring book. There's a webinar on how to deal with going back to school. There's a few other bonuses. But boy, most of all, I know that this book is going to help you. It's very simple, very practical, really shows you how to help a child understand 
how to deal with things like anxiety and depression and just the challenges of life, getting them strong, getting them resilient, not pathologizing childhood. Thanks for joining me today. I look forward to seeing you next time. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression, and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leaf. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.